0: It's a new day, and opportunity is in the air. This is Philip with Soul Insights, and you are tuned in to Good Morning Market, where everyday businesses are empowered to lead the market with the latest in market news, insights, and strategy. Hello, everybody, and if you're listening to this recording soon after it dropped, happy Independence Day. We are now in the second half of this year, 2023. Um, I hope that you get to do something fun, be it fireworks, time at the pool, Maybe just a little bit of time to get out of the, the hot weather and, and, and chill with a book or to and do a cookout with some friends. All those things are you know are really fun. I, I hope to get to partake in, in a good bit of that and, and uh, enjoying some time with the family while the kids are out from school. So it's a really fun time. I always enjoy the thick of summer. Uh, and hey, I want to get to know y'all. I appreciate you spending some time to talk business and marketing and strategy and scale with me. Uh, please connect with me LinkedIn and follow the show uh, the, the program rather. I uh, have content coming out from Good Morning Market on LinkedIn, obviously uh, Spotify and and all the pod services, but also we have content coming across uh, Instagram, for example, and some other channels in which you can stay engaged with the show. That's where I can hear from y'all and, and get your comments and feedback on what kind of content you'd like to see, what kind of leaders you'd like to hear from, and then that's also where I can get a lot of my ideas for you know what we need to put in front of y'all, uh, and and hey, if you like the podcast, please share. Share content, uh, share the podcast itself, let your colleagues who you think would appreciate it know that is really Really appreciated. And of course, as I always say, you can DM me on LinkedIn or through email, philip 2 com, um, to put in a request for the podcast, a specific episode, topic, or anything. Speaking of what we're going to talk about with a guest, we do have a guest today. We're going to talk with Andrew Smith of The Kinical Group. And we're talking about industry changes that are outside of your control, but how do you see that coming and then... Uh, not just react, but to then make long-term strategic moves to help your business and your clients succeed long-term. How do you steer an organization proactively amidst industry changes or economic changes? That's something that Kinical Group was faced with uniquely in their very old um, legacy industry, and a lot of change came their way through COVID and the changing economy, and they had to make some really big decisions but we're going to talk with Andrew about how that played out and 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 what kind of benefit uh, they got as they overcame those challenges and decided to be proactive rather than reactive. Great conversation, really looking forward to uh, getting the insights from Andrew. Before first, what do we need to do? We need to talk about the economy from this past week. Let's get some really important news articles from the market roundup. Mm-hmm. got some interesting developments for y'all as we enter in the second half of this year one regarding inflation the other one regarding economic growth so let's go to the inflation discussion first from wall street journal fresh off the presses the headline is u.s inflation consumer spending growth cooled in may consumer Prices and spending rose more slowly in May, but the Federal Reserve likely remains on track to raise interest rates in July amid recent signs of healthy economic activity. The Fed's preferred inflation measure, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, rose 3.8% from a year earlier. Its lowest reading in two years, the Commerce Department says, Friday. Household spending rose 0.1% in May, but was flat when adjusted for inflation, a possible sign of flagging economic growth. Americans spent more on services such as healthcare and air travel, and less on goods such as autos. The final piece let's talk about Q1 economic performance across the nation. From CNBC, the headline is First quarter economic growth was actually 2%, up from 1.3%, first reported in major GDP revision couple bullet points right here. The U.S. economy grew at a 2% annualized pace in the first quarter, according to a final revision to the figure released Thursday. That was well above the previous estimate of 1.3% and the 1.4% Dow Jones consensus forecast. Upward revisions in consumer spending and inventories boosted the revised number. That is your Market Roundup for the week. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another interview edition of Good Morning Market. I have with me Andrew Smith of Kinical Groups. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest and then his team. Um, some of y'all who are in the Coastal Empire are going to be familiar with one or two of those, but let's get right into it. Andrew Smith, he is a lifelong Savannah guy, born and raised around here, uh, graduated from Newberry College in 2015 bachelor's degree in business administration. He's also a part of the fourth generation of the family at the Kinnacle Group and currently cur- serves as the vice president of sales. For those of y'all who don't know the Kinnacle Group, they're obviously a, a very uh, prominent brand within the coastal empire uh, of Georgia, the United States. It's a high in print global distribution wide format and intelligent direct mail company. It's over 100 years old, folks, 1892, was the founding date of the company. It's got two locations in Savannah, Georgia, uh, and it specializes in some some really unique marketing content that it puts out for brands of a variety of sizes. You know, if you're doing direct mail, if you're doing campaign response rates through social media and online advertising, uh, print-on-demand sites for clients, they have a pretty wide portfolio of services that they offer, and they're always looking to utilize the most advanced tools that are available to help clients sell more product services pretty much what the, there is to the chemical group andrew smith is the vp of sales i've been with the company for quite some time and and i appreciate you joining us on good morning market today to talk about a unique industry and and kind of you know where we're going in when it comes to you know your company's industry so thank you for joining the program today
1: that's appreciated philip um yeah i'm happy to be here and uh thanks for the the great introduction um you know, I, I love Savannah. I couldn't see myself living anywhere else. And I, you know, I love uh, Kinnacle. It's a great company to work for. So really happy to be here.
0: Well, I got to tell you, I mean, I know a lot about Savannah because I too was born and raised in the Savannah area. Uh, but I really, I'm hoping today that me and the audience can learn a lot about your company, your industry. I think there's some some lessons to be taken away from um, just understanding how to adapt and, and change with the times because, both for this business community, the nation at large, we're undergoing, I feel like everything got put on fast forward after COVID. And I would say in, in 2023, that's just as true as it was for 2021 and 2022. And um, in your industry, I think will be a good case study for that. Before we get right into the the meat and potato stuff, for those listening, you're, you either are getting ready for Independence Day or and it is Independence Day or Independence Day uh, likely recently occurred. I'm excited at the time of this recording for hopefully getting to do, check all the boxes. I want to get some beach time. I want to get, you know, the make some build a fire and burn something and, you know, watch some movies, do, eat some hot dogs or hamburgers. And of course, get some fireworks. in. for you, the Smith family, what's some of y'all's favorite pastimes for independence day?
1: Yeah. Uh, July 4th has always, uh, it's been a great time. I, I would say uh, it's, it's been a tradition of ours to, kind of hop on the boat cruise Mm -hmm. down the river um you know watch some fireworks that's that's always been something we've looked forward to doing but uh this year our family is growing uh my wife is pregnant Mm -hmm. we have a little baby twin girls uh for my stepsister casey so i think we're going more with the uh grill and chill approach this year and uh we're just going to have to start a new tradition. So year one um, right
0: now. <laughs> We're going to have to, you know, like you said, uh, <clears throat> a- a- appreciate that, that beautiful AC technology in the Georgia July heat yeah. to, to take care of mom. So I, I fully concur with that. By the way, in terms of, Totally off uh, off off topic is you know drink selection for Independence Day. What are we rocking with? Lemonade, sweet tea? Is it? Do you, you try to stick with American made? You know, beer. Like are you more of a bourbon or you know rum guy? There's a lot of different drink options here.
1: You know, I I'm definitely uh, we're we're gonna have sweet tea. Mm-hmm.
0: What's
1: wrong with that? Uh, You're a Savannah
0: boy. You know what's up. You know what's
1: exactly, up. Exactly. I think. Uh, I think as far as drink of choice goes, I'm gonna have um, maybe a really cold high noon, uh, okay. or uh, maybe a margarita. I don't know. We'll we'll yeah. see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see where it goes.
0: Although you know, you'll have to either make a really good mocktail version of that, and not make your wife too jealous if you're sitting there sipping on a margarita while she can't have any. So you're gonna be conscious we'll be of that fine. this year. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I do want to get into the company history because obviously we've got over 100 years of material with which to work and I uh, would, am enjoying that. I don't want to get the put the cart before the horse, though. For the audience listening, um, maybe you could just start us off with what's a 10,000-foot level of what the chemical Group is and what it offers as a marketing company?
1: Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad that you kind of mentioned marketing company. I mean… You know, technically, at our roots, we're a print service provider, mm-hmm. but we also consider ourselves to to fall into the marketing category with, you know, just the direction and and you know influence that we give to our customers on on what's new out there and, and what's available yeah. to them. But um, ten thousand, um, you know, foot level is um, you know we're in conventional digital and wide format printing, and. Uh, actually most recently, uh, we were in Turin, Italy for a, uh, international print network meeting and the chemical group was recognized for the innovation award. Um, and we can get into that a little bit mm-hmm. more, but mm-hmm. that just kind of gives you a, you know, an idea of where we try to go and, 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 you know, what our day to day kind of looks like.
0: Right. Because I like the way that you, you even put it on some of your, your brand sites as, you're doing very premium high tech, um, uh, printing and mailing solutions. But all of this is a means to an end. It fits within a marketing program where a company is doing these activities to increase their brand power, uh, I- increase their, uh, sales effectiveness, the whole thing. It all comes down to, like you said, marketing your business you're not a print shop. You're a marketing solutions organization that does some unique high end, um, uh, printing solutions within that marketing program. So yeah, um, the company in the industry you're talking about printing one of the oldest school forms of marketing um it, it, it's a unique um industry but one that's you know quite mature let's take a step away I, I think i mentioned uh covet just a moment ago COVID, i think through every industry for a loop but i would imagine you know printing had some unique uh curveballs that was thrown at it What did COVID era do to the printing industry and and how did y'all respond to that? Wow.
1: I mean, that's 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 an interesting um, slash tough question because, I mean, there were just so many changes and so many things happening so fast Mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, the short answer on what it did specifically to our industry Mm -hmm. is that if you were a company that was um, not in good financial health or health.
0: You got exposed.
1: Yeah. Most likely you didn't survive. Um, It was really, really tough on us as a print industry. Um,
0: Is it because of like, is part of it because to be a successful, well built organization, there's a lot of capital costs. There's a lot of cost of doing business in that industry has to be higher. So you can't like you can't just make a bunch of quick moves. You have a lot of uh, investment that is piled on, and you can't just wipe away. So you've got to really. And then when you all of your revenue streams get thrown for a loop, is am I tracking on why that might have hurt y'all more specifically?
1: Yeah. I mean, most definitely, you know, a lot of printers, um, you know, they have big facilities, they have big equipment, they have Mm -hmm. a lot of employees, you know, you got to have
0: people in house. Like you can't just send everybody remote if you're doing
1: production. Yeah. Somebody has got to run the the presses, but you know, when COVID happened, you know, none of, you know, the banks weren't saying, Oh, you don't have to, you know, pay your monthly payment on the press anymore. I mean, that just wasn't happening. And so, yeah, I mean just the sheer amount of overhead and then the complete, um, you know, complete stop to all print there for a little bit. I mean, it really, it was, it was difficult. Um, I mean, I do think for us specifically, I mean, we have an incredible, uh, leadership team. That's a very experienced. And I mean, we were prepared financially for it. Um, you know, we've been around for a long time. We were, we were prepared for that horrible, rainy day um situation but uh i also think that it, it was the it was the work of our leadership team just tirelessly working to get approved for government assistance programs during that time too like the small business yep. uh, tax credit yep. and the, the paycheck protection program just to make mm-hmm. you um mm-hmm. that was huge for us to to be eligible for that and another huge thing that we did was Uh, We were deemed an essential business by the Mm -hmm. government. And the reason for that is because our mailing department. So Mm -hmm. people still had to receive their mail. So at the height of it, even during the worst time, we didn't technically have to to close our doors. Um, You know, one one kind of side note to that too, I mentioned printers, they need a lot of building space and the equipment's big. We had employees back in our building during COVID, but the good news is that we are so spread out um, it, it was it was a safe environment for our employees mm-hmm. as well. So they could feel comfortable um, still being here and still trying to do the best we could. So that was just, uh, you know, that was kind of what it did to us, what it did to our industry. But um, as, as far as how we adapted to COVID during that time, uh, I mean, we really looked at it as an opportunity to be quite frank. We knew that there was going to be businesses that were going to struggle. We knew that there would be customers that were gonna have to find a new solution. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't much going on during that time. So we had plenty you know, you know things to do to try and position ourselves for when all that was going to happen. But I mean as soon as we came out of COVID, like we were we were buying up equipment. I mean we knew that there was going to be some big stuff following COVID. We we were we purchased a seven figure press uh right at the end of 2021. We were purchasing bindery equipment to become more efficient. Um, You know, we we really were aggressive there and we wanted, we did it all basically for our sales staff. We wanted them to be in a position to go in and and save these companies that needed a new solution, kind of, you know, take advantage of this the best way we could. So that was kind of what we did there.
0: Do you feel like there were new market demands and challenges that, that we're going to permanently change the way that clinical worked pre COVID versus post COVID, like the, the needs and the demand of change, or do you feel like it was more so just be smarter about the way you'd been doing business? And now you're just, you're not working, uh, you're doing this, providing the same kind of value, but you're just making some changes to operations and automation in order to do that with the new pressures or the new reality.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we definitely, we didn't know what was going to come after COVID. We, were, you know, we knew we were healthy. We knew we were going to make it. So that was our, you know, that was our main thing. We, you know, we're like, okay, well, those are the two main factors. We're healthy. We're going to make it, you know, where, where are we going to be on the outside of this thing? And so we really just kind of did a lot of research during that time, trying to figure out, you know, we were calling a lot of other printers, you know, in our country outside of our country like I mentioned we're an international print network so we we had a global feel of how this thing was was progressing and we knew you know yeah Kobe you know there was certain things that we knew that COVID made happen that would never come back you know people just a lot of it went digital a lot of it went to and we'll you know I'll kind of touch on this a little bit later but a lot of it a lot of it went digital and we were sure that, okay, some of that's not going to come back. So we need to be prepared for that. You know, print's not dead, but we need to be ready to to capture as much of the available market as possible or what's left as possible.
0: Well, but then on the other hand, like you said, uh, some of these other uh, printing businesses, because they were not prepared for the, well, how could you? They couldn't weather the surprise yeah. mammoth storm. Uh, yeah there's maybe reduced demand on the market as a whole but there's also a much diminished supply so in a way it's still because y'all were able to get ahead of it work diligently to make sure that you could get through that stronger then you 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 ultimately might have more market opportunity even though the overall demand levels may have dropped off some
1: you nailed it i mean that's
0: what we were thinking the whole time so Mm -hmm. (laughs) well on that point looking back and now reflecting is we're in 2023 COVID is a thing of the past. Thank God and I pray that it always stays that way. I don't want to really live. I hope we learn lessons from that period, but you know, I don't want to relive anything like that. Do y'all consider that y'all were maybe more risk takers and some of those transformations and pivots you made during the 2020 through 2022 period, or do you feel like y'all were just looking a little, um, you just lo- looked a little deeper and recognized where the industry was going be, we were going to be going as y'all made those changes during that time i say we were definitely risk takers <laughs> I mean, you know like, I, a, like how could this have gone wrong maybe you can kind of like it's it's always like maybe it's, it's easy for us to understand like what are some things you think well this could have definitely gone wrong but it turns out we made the right calculated risk
1: well i mean i, I think that <clears throat> um i mean we definitely is at pinnacle we've always been a little uh you know we've there's the risk reward we've always been you know we're gonna risk it but we're, we're pretty certain we're gonna have you know be rewarded by that so it wasn't like we were taking any sort of you know crazy extreme risks or anything I mean, seven million or a uh, million dollar plus press was you know that was those were fun times but mm-hmm. um but they were they were absolutely calculated risks but I guess to touch on something you know that may have gone wrong is um you know, Maybe, you know, we, we we have our great customers in Savannah. We have customers that are outside of Savannah, but, you know, it really could have came down to something where one of our key customers said, hey, you know, during COVID, we went digital. We found out that we're getting a similar sort of, you know, return or situation, and and we're just going to keep all of this digital. You know, key, mm-hmm. key customer saying, hey, you know, we're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. We didn't think that was going to happen because we always think that there's going to be a place for print, no uh, matter. Mm-hmm. Domest- do people want something? Um, yes. Also, you know, but that's that's a, a situation we were worried about. One, you know, situation too is just uh, your, your employees. I mean, during COVID, everybody was working from home. A lot of people were quitting their jobs, going to different jobs, you know, yep you know, our, some of our employees, we are key employees for us. So we knew we had to make sure that our employees felt safe, that they were happy, that they were compensated correctly. Like yeah. that was a big deal for us too. Um, yeah. those, those were just kind of two things that maybe uh, they went right for us. If they had gone wrong, they could have posed some challenges, but, um, you know, I mean, talking about, you know, just being a risk taker and takers and things like that, you know, we, we have an incredible, an incredibly driven ceo uh who, who's just constantly researching the market he's mm-hmm. reaching out to print partners uh, nationally internationally uh he's constantly trying to determine network trend or uh you know trends and things like that and so mm-hmm. uh, i mentioned that press i mean that was one of the biggest moves that we did and it, it, it's basically inkjet technology and, and to go back to you saying you know supply and demand we knew the volumes would never come back. So we got this press, it really positioned us that we could still print, you know, on a large sheet, we could print on a bunch of different substrates more vast than what you could do on on the press that preceded our new press. But one of the main things was we knew we could print a lower quantity at a potentially same price per piece. Okay. That would be appealing to our customers.
0: Yeah, yes.
1: that was the big move that we made. That was probably the biggest move that we made. And it, it absolutely, it was a great move. Um, but it so was- you
0: simultaneously updated your technology added ultimately more, more right size scale for you. But then also you're able to offer some new efficiencies at smaller total volume for your clients. For sure. Yeah. So you're able to move right in line with what they were, where their business was at and where their business was probably going to be for their near future.
1: That was the idea, and and now, um, halfway into we're in in second half of 2023, um, it has absolutely proved to be a paramount move for us during that time. Yeah, had we not have done it, I don't I don't know where where our what our business would look like right now for sure.
0: Okay. Well, I want to take. Uh, I want to pivot now to talking about something you had mentioned briefly earlier in the discussion is you know, direct mail marketing. I'd like to also kind of get your takeaways for other businesses who are listening, be it how direct mail or, or printing might factor into their go-to-market or, or just general advice to them. Let's quickly before that, let's take a message from today's episode sponsor, Soul Insights. This episode is sponsored by Soul Insights. Is your business looking to hit the next level of growth? For many businesses, they know they need to spend more on marketing, but don't want to simply shoot in the dark. They want a smart, data-driven path to solid growth. If this is you, then Soul Insights can help you to identify, attract, and retain ideal customers. Soul Insights is a strategic marketing agency, which helps small and mid-sized businesses understand their best customers, who they are, their shopping behavior, and acquire new best customers based on that data. Oh, and it's all measured and tracked to ensure you get more profit bang for your marketing buck. Head to soulinsights.com right now and take the 90 second quiz to find your path to the next level. One thing you briefly touched on, Andrew, uh, was direct mail marketing. Uh, I do talk with uh, uh, clients from time to time about direct mail campaigns. I think they have great utility. Um, there's a lot of um, high end, high touch um, targeting abilities within direct mail campaigns. But I'm guessing that, you know, COVID probably. Affected it. I don't know if it affected it negatively or positively, but I know that, you know, with people not getting out as much, uh, a lot of stuff in terms of marketing strategy, the way you could access people really was impacted by COVID. Um, has there been a resurgence? Did it, did it grow through the pandemic? Like what happened to your direct mail um, aspects since, you know, this past couple of years? So,
1: yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen an uptick in direct mail. Um, during COVID, you know, nobody wanted to touch anything. It was this, I don't you know, want to get sick or, mm-hmm. but, and so as a result, I mean, email marketing, digital marketing just went through the roof yeah, I bananas. Mean, it, 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 so much so that I feel like people got annoyed. I mean, I yeah. got, you know, yeah. I, I had a personal email account that honestly I, I can't even really use it anymore. Um, just because of all the marketing emails that it still gets. So, you know, as a result of, of that, um, when we kind of were coming out of the back end of COVID, people were starting to send that direct mail again. Um, I think, you know, people really started to see that as more of a personal outreach, you know, than these just hundreds of thousands of people on, you know, an email blast that has nothing to do with, you know, what you're interested in or what exactly. you're looking
0: not personalized stock spam-looking stuff. You know, I mean, you can
1: just see it immediately. You don't even have to read the email, mm-hmm. but to know that you know, fifty thousand other people got this email. So I think I think companies started to recognize that, and um, and and then you know, aside from you know, COVID kind of creating that like too much digital, um, you know, you've got you got millennials out there, and we're a big group. Of people. I mean, 1977 to 1995, that group of individuals, they prefer direct mail marketing more than any other channel. Mm. Uh, You know, we're not kids anymore. We're young adults. Uh, You know, 40% of the millennial group, uh, millennial generation is married with children. Mm -hmm. We're great, you know, potential customers. So, you know, I, I think. It, it, you know, personally, it gives me a sense of, you know, like I, I sit there and I go through my mail every day and and I look at all of my marketing mm-hmm. mail, it does give me maybe kind of a little more sense of being an adult, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so, you know, I, I look at it and I think a lot of other millennials look at it and I think that's a great target for companies to be going after. And true, you know, just the other day, you know, I, I had a, a piece of direct mail that came in, it was 40% off fireworks from an online store.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used it. <laughs> you know, this thing, and this is a good point you bring up because um, some people are still stuck in like 15 years in the past, or 10 years in the past where millennials are the young upstart kids. But like you said, most uh, – your average millennial, if you're envisioning a millennial, you should envision – uh, folks who have a, a family and who have like young kids and are in their probably their mid 30s and now are, and some of them are approaching they're in their 40s. Now, millennials are now the majority of the U.S. workforce last I checked. So it's no longer Gen X or, or the baby boomers. Um, that's what you should be envisioning with millennials. But the, the thing about millennials is based off of their age demographics we grew up in the bridge between everything going digital, but we also grew up with the paper world. So we grew up going to the yellow pages. We grew up with lots of stuff coming in through the, the mailbox. Mm-hmm. And actually I remember at the, you know, in, in my early childhood, we were still you know, doing a lot more mailing off of letters. So like you said, it, maybe with Gen Z that will no longer be an outlet because they were so, they are just from birth, just immersed in technology. But with yeah. this time where we're at right now, direct mail might have a unique value in that you can bypass the oversaturation of digital, which so many people are already going to tune you off. Mm -hmm. And then you can reach this massive market segment that, you know, everybody wants the, the, the the 20, 25 to, to 50 age demographic. Most of those millennials and millennials actually do, um, still appreciate paper and physical mail. So that's a really good, um, uh point to bring up there as as people are thinking about ways to get the attention of potential customers and clients.
1: And just you know to piggyback on that too is um I mean we're seeing it so we're not a web press so we're we're, we're sheet fed operations so our direct mail quantities are going to range you know anywhere from five thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand maybe per drop somewhere around there. You know you get up into a web press and things like that. They're doing your magazines, your you know golf now, mm-hmm. digest, readers digest, all that. But millennials like to read magazines too. Mm-hmm. You know, we like we like our magazines to come in the mail. You know, mm-hmm. my wife, she's in architecture and interior design and she likes that stuff to come mm-hmm. in the mail. I like my uh, my monthly golf magazine to come in the mail. So those those things are still alive too. Um
0: and they're not oversaturated. It's easy to just gloss over them, but that means the folks who do think to go down that route are going to get that much more attention because they're not fighting for the attention as much. Absolutely. So uh, to that point, I mean, I, I like what I'm hearing from the clinical group and, I, and I've and i always kind of looked to y'all as one of the premier marketing uh, brands in the entire region. I, I think you are a benchmark for success for a lot of us, you know, you, boutique, you know, marketing firms and agencies. What I'm hearing is that, you know, you have a really old industry a really old company covid happens but y'all decided to take some calculated risk and you you basically met the market where it was at presently and also where it's going and even though overall demand might be slightly reduced like you said because um other folks weren't prepared for the storm and y'all were able to be aggressive through that you ultimately have more opportunity and now you have these underutilized channels where you can provide unique value that that is off. It's not off the beaten path, but it's just underutilized. So I I, I like all the uh, updates that y'all made, and then obviously y'all been getting recognized for it because you're trying to c- continually improve upon the way that you service your clients, which is why y'all got recognized at that international international um, uh, printing convention. So, what is your advice to business leaders? Now, for the folks listening, you know, y'all have had this experience. It's working for y'all. Y'all look strong, built, building towards the future. What's your advice uh, on how to recognize changes in your industry, and then make the proactive, savvy move to not just kind of react to what's right in front of your face? How do we How do we do it a different way?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that those are great questions. Every business leader is always looking to see, you know, how can I. How can I grow this business? You know, what what what's the market going to look like for me in a year or five years, 10 years? Um, what I have been taught is that, you know, don't ever think that, that you know it all. Always, you know, continue to be learning, continue to be researching in your market, you know, through articles and videos. You know, just we, we never stop learning. And all of our success has absolutely come from that, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, the printing industry moves so fast and, and clients are, you know, they, they have to be somebody that can do it all for your client. I know that can sound, you know, but you have to be that person. Otherwise they'll go find somebody else. That's how right. the markets cut through. And so, um, you know, without, without, if you're not some of the first in your industry to make a change and you're behind that, you know, you're it's, it's very difficult. So, you know, <laughs> our, uh, our CEO, he, he just has this thing where he just tells you, he says, you know, most of my great ideas weren't my own. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you know, that's a, that's a very true statement. And he's, you know, he's proud to say that because he's not saying that I don't have any ideas. He's saying that I went out there and found the good mm-hmm. idea and, and they, they worked for this person. So why can't they work for me? And why would I not use that? So that's, right. that's my advice to other um, business leaders, it, and also a, a thing that I would say to other business leaders, too, is I didn't really know necessarily that this is what was happening at Kinnacle when I first got here about six years ago. And my stepsister, she's been here, I think, 13 years. Um, but we have now, and I'm I'm giving this as advice to other business leaders, but now we have some very experienced individuals at our company that have been in the printing industry for 40 years that, you know, they, they got that, but we have like a really young core in Mm -hmm. our, and clinical now too. And so, you know, we're savvy with Instagram and Facebook Mm -hmm. and, you know, so we can kind of like keep up with everything that's going on with our age, but then also, you know, you do have some of those, you know, older clients or, or longer standing clients that do want, you know, a little more of a traditional type of feel to it. So I feel like, you know, I don't know if that was strategic by Al to, to -hmm. have that young core kind of come in there. Um, or if that was, you know, something that, that just, just happened naturally, but it's, it's, it's been a great, you know, that's a great thing is to have some young people in your, in your company to kind Mm -hmm. of help you things from a different perspective. So I I would give that advice to the business leaders as well.
0: Like you don't want some kind of little bubble group think where – because like you said, in order to avoid that, you need need to seek out different voices. You need to have a really good finger on the pulse of the industry and the market and the economy outside of your four walls. And you need to have maybe that blending of the old school, the new school. You've got to have the people who are going to push the envelope, but then the people who really can anchor you in what's really been proven in the past, like you said – be looking out proven ideas so you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time if you're looking to proactively innovate and stay on the leading edge because i think most all of us there are businesses who really just you know they have different priorities in business so they just want to run a good shop they like to operate they like to do their thing they're not looking to change the industry or be the leading edge or be the top dog in the pond um you know or biggest fish in the pond probably more appropriate but for those who are like you said, those are some fundamental building blocks. I actually watched uh, an interview one time and I know that uh Elon Musk and um they, Warren Buffett were on it. They may have interviewed Jeff Bezos and there too. And they said, What are you looking for when you're looking for a CEO? Like what what is the like the main skill set that a CEO should have? And I think it one, if not more, of them said the ability to see around corners mm-hmm. and uh, maybe it was Warren Buffett who specifically used that term, the ability to see around corners. And I think that's what you know, Al and and y'all's team is. I think that's what you are doing and you're, you know, giving us as advice is, if you just kind of sit on your hands or you're reacting or you don't kind of look at stuff before it's immediately in your face and then make investments and directional changes in your business and seek mm-hmm. out advice to prepare yourself for the next five years, not just the next five months that's the difference between leading your industry and then going the way of the dodo when something like COVID smacks you in the face, you weren't prepared for it.
1: I think too. Um, just, you know, on that point, it's, as a business leader, it's your responsibility to, to form the correct perception of your business of yourself. I, I cannot say enough about Al that he, he is the, one of the first ones here at the office every day he's one of the last ones to leave he is still just extremely hardworking he's working on the weekends you know he's he's really putting it out there that you're gonna have to try to work harder than me you know you're gonna yeah. it's gonna take you know you're gonna have to put some effort in to work harder than me and that has you know our our employees see that and, and you know we work harder um, to, to try and keep up really <laughs> you know
0: well, let me ask you one question. Let's talk just more straight Kennegal and the value that it, it might be um, providing for us uh, as, we're, as we're wrapping up is where do you believe that Kennegal really shines for its clients' marketing programs or maybe some of the, your your best, your your flagship offerings?
1: Well, you know, I don't want to harp on it too much, but I do think that our constant, you know, just research of the print world, it, it allows us to pass that information on to our customers. If they – And they know that they know that they're going to get from us kind of what's that latest and greatest market information so they they really benefit from that they're always calling us saying hey you know what can you tell me what's going on but um if we're talking specifics you know i would say number one would be inkjet technology you know that that seven figure press that we got it it kind of it kind of does everything it's got less of a carbon footprint you know it, it prints flawlessly you can go with lower quantities at relatively the same price per piece you know there's no make ready on it there's no unnecessary paper waste it's just it's just a great press it was a move that we feel like if your print provider does not have inkjet technology that you are making a mistake you know not not utilizing that and anybody that doesn't have one they're already behind the eight ball i'm sure they're scrambling to try and get one but i would say that's number one uh number two would be our embellishment capabilities it was you know embellishment was still a still a deal before covid but not as much i don't think but now even though there's been a little bit of a of a downturn in the the print volumes and things like that the it the the piece that the or the impact that the piece has to have is increased. It's not, you can't just, you know, it, it has to now have, it has to engage more than just one sense, you know? Okay. And so our embellishment capabilities, you know, when I say that, I mean things like soft touch laminates or, you know, scuff resistant laminates that are on pieces like spot gloss and foils and, mm-hmm. and just really, you know, heightening the, um, the look and feel of these pieces. You know, if you can get somebody kind of touching this and you've engaged more senses and um, all all of our clients take advantage of that um, Mm -hmm. some way, shape or form.
0: And that's like a little detail thing that's easy to gloss over, but I think it goes right in line with what the very purpose of doing these printed products and collateral is, is you're trying to, in the physical realness the tangibility the touch and feel and senses that you don't get with digital because it's virtual it's electronic and and like if you can find ways to elevate and make it stick out from the rest of the mail or make it stick out from the rest of the flyers anything that you can do to make it not stand out visually but to stand out uh texturally it's a, it could be that little detail that gets them to look at it a little bit harder right
1: I, I, absolutely. I mean, with embellishments for us, um, we we're really trying, you know, I, I target the marine industry hard. And one of the most popular pictures that the marine industry uses in any sort of marketing material is that nice cheese tray that's sitting there on that, you know, center console boat out in the sun. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. having a great time. But, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, you're showing some food there. Maybe somebody's thinking like how I could see myself, you know eating that, you know, sitting there looking out at this beautiful view. And so with our embellishment capabilities, I mean, that's kind of, we joke around with it, but it's true, like we want, you know, somebody to, you know, embellish something, put, you know, some texture to it. Like, you know, if it's food or if it's a drink, like make somebody like actually thirsty. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. so real that it's like, you know, and that when you get to that point, yeah, the piece holds more weight, um, the, you know, it's, it's a lasting, kind of piece for the end user Um, it's more memorable people tend to hold on to them longer so that's you know that's that's been great for us those 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 two you know inkjet and embellishments we we do that we consider ourselves experts in both of those fields and and all of our clients are taking advantage of it so
0: well andrew i mean it sounds like you are setting yourselves up for the next. Century of success. I, I mean, I'm, as y'all being a Savannah brand, I'm, I'm proud, uh, you know, that y'all are one of us and that y'all have been really trying to show how business should be done and not resting on your laurels, but trying to. Sounds like all, all of this comes back to square one as y'all are still in 2023 uh, working hard to provide better and better value for your clients and y'all's chosen expertise. So um, wrapping things home, I, I love the story. I think there's some really good insights that I got and I hope the audience got for business in general, but also y'all specific industry and, and value that y'all bring to your clients uh, for folks who want to learn more connect. Wh- where's the best place for them to go to, to, to you know, get sticky with y'all.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and wrapping up, you know, I'll kind of finish with the Kinnacle group. We, we have this little motto. It's on our business cards. Um, it's, it's whatever it takes. That's what we live by. Uh, our employees, they know that. Our customers, they you know they know that motto as well. So that's kind of, you know, that's the gist of our company and what we try to do on a daily basis. But, uh, you know, as far as uh, getting to know us a little more, um, Kinnacle.com, you know, you can always go there. There's a bunch of different information uh, that's available to you for my millennials my younger group uh we're on instagram uh at the clinical group and we're on facebook the chemical group as well um our instagram it's it's kind of our wide format department's kind of taking that over there's a lot of vehicle wraps wall murals yep. build wraps, you know big scale cool stuff so give us a follow and um if there's anything <clears throat> that we can do for you philip uh, or anything that we can do for anybody else that, that might be listening right now yep uh, my name's Andrew Smith. Um, I'm our VP of Sales. I'm happy to uh, to chat with anybody on the phone or mm-hmm. or get you uh, with one of our other great sales reps. So, absolutely,
0: appreciate- yeah. I've, uh, I've I've talked with Andrew, and and I've got some some big audacious projects on the work that requires their skill set. So I could, he's a pleasure to work with, and those are. Those are uh, on the burner, just the back burner for right now, but I'm, I'm absolutely working on them. By the way, folks, uh, for those of y'all who want to go to the website, kinical.com, simple website, it's K-E-N-N-I-C-K-E-L-L. You can also check the show notes, but that's K-E-N-N-I-C-K-E-L-L.com. Uh, we'll have the links in the podcast description. But, Andrew, thank you very much Appreciate for joining uh, Good Morning Market. Congratulations on the upcoming addition to the Smith family, and, and happy Independence Day. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, you too, Philip. Have a great day. You too. that conversation with uh, Andrew frankly coming into this conversation there was a lot that I knew I needed to learn about the industry about Kinecal as an organization I'd I'd Run into Andrew digitally mostly, uh, intermittently, and so getting this conversation I think was very fruitful for me as a marketing consultant who is asked to make a lot of recommendations and put together programs and strategies and campaigns. Um, knowing the the really unique, powerful resources that Kynical brings to the table was very helpful for me, and and just also just learning the kind of the general business. Uh, guidance uh, of how to do it right when you're faced with challenges and u- unique scenarios in the economy that are well outside of your control. So going into what my takeaways are from that conversation, let's first start with um, something that can apply to any business in any industry, I'll say. Leading a market or industry, it requires many things. And we discussed it in the conversation and how Kinecal is able to actually ma- invest more money amidst the turbulence of covid and a changing dynamic and actually reduced overall demand for their type of service why would you do what they did and and why would it work out so well that's called proactive strategy it's called having a finger on the pulse of the market they were seeing what was in front of them reading the tea leaves and then looking around the corner to see okay where is this industry heading where is demand and cons- and, cl- and uh, client needs heading where is where is our competition headed? Therefore, what kind of investments do we need to make now, with that long view in mind? You got to have a finger on the pulse of the market to do that. You've got to have a hunger for proven strategies. What did Andrew say? He says that the CEO of Chemicals says all the time, most of my best ideas are are borrowed. They're not mine. That's not a that's not a a, a bad thing. One of my favorite uh, experts uh, in a completely different discipline says almost every time in one of his presentations, he said all my best ideas are stolen. I do the same thing. I, you know, I have original uh, thoughts and, and ideas, but most of my value is from me learning from other folks and not trying to rebuild the wheels. But you have to be have a hunger to go seek out those proven strategies, cross industry, cross time and and find how you could replicate that success for your own business your own industry so that was point number two on uh how do you end up having the success and proactively leading a market through those kind of changes another thing that was brought up was the diverse viewpoints and perspectives he talked about having some of the new school with some of the old school some of the young guns with some of the some of the more seasoned uh professionals and vets um that's really where I think the power of diversity comes in, as you have these different uh, experiences. So you really can, uh, when you're at the table as a team, you can ha- you 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 have a much more broad, uh, c- clearer, more representative representative uh, portrait of the real map, the real territory. When you have different people with different perspectives, because once again, if you're if you're in a bubble just in one group, um, that's what leads to. Long-term lack of success because you're not you're not making decisions based off of the fullest picture possible. And then I think obviously the last thing we most of, most of us can relate to is a willingness to take risk, a willingness to change. Um, It's really easy for a business of that type and an industry of that type at the size that it was to really just kind of batten down the hatches, circle the wagons while they're out in the storm and continue doing things the way they've always been done. That's not the way Kinectal operates. And by the way, they're leading the charge and they are going to be all the more successful and and grow even more as a result of the fact that they didn't just sit on their hands and say, this is the way we've always done things. That's number one takeaway I had that I think is applicable for any business or industry. Um, Another... Uh, takeaway for me is just, hey, print products and collateral can be very sophisticated. These guys are doing some very sophisticated, um, uh, targeted and tailored marketing solutions for their clients in a way that just doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, You can take a very kind of rudimentary approach to printing services and products and wrapped and in mail Yes, you can, but there is a, you know, kind of a more premium, um, high-speed, uh, leading-edge way to do that that can help you stand out from the crowd with the other marketing channels which are overly saturated, so I would say to you, uh, for your own marketing program and your own marketing business, look at direct mail, you know, look at the way that they're they're doing these different print products to help it stand out, whether it be for a convention or for client engagement or for whatever, and then finally, uh, one thing that stood out to me is challenges are opportunities for great business leaders. I keep on hearing this theme happen over and over and over again. Is you know something really bad happens, like a recession or or a pandemic or you know some kind of stoppage to supply chain. And yes, like these are actual uh, challenges. Some 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 kind of cultural uh, typhoon. Yes, those are challenges. But if you then say, hey, you know. This is a problem, but you know what? The person who goes and fixes this and really learns the problem really well and learns how to solve the problem for a bunch of people, this is just a new opportunity to add value, and I think that's the what, what I was hearing from Andrew is this – just the way that they think. It's a mindset. And yeah, like they had a lot of issues and challenges before them because of COVID, but they just saw it as an opportunity to adapt and overcome and thrive as a result. And I think that's the right mentality if you aspire to be a great business leader, to really make impact long term, to lead your industry, to be you know, one of the biggest fish in your pond, if not the biggest fish, that's the mindset you got to have. Um, so, you know, remember these print options that are that are out there and how unique they could be. Understand what you need to have in your organization and what kind of information you need to be pouring into yourself in order to be the kind of proactive, strategic, leading kind of business. And then also recognize the challenges or opportunities. That was some of what I took away, but we'd love to hear what you thought was insightful. You can you can connect with me and share your thoughts once again by connecting with me on LinkedIn at Philip Scroggen or Want to connect with you and follow you you follow me we we get to learn and connect each other with resources next week um not sure what's going to happen next week cuz that would mean i need to be in the thick of recording and 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 putting out that content while i'm supposed to technically be on vacation um next week so we'll see what happens with the podcast episode next week regardless we will be having some good content uh coming up for you soon we've got some really cool interviews um getting lined up and as we go into the second half of 2023 remember in order to lead your market you must first hear and know your market